This podcast is rated off for realness. Explicit fucking content. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Basement Bookers Podcast. Welcome, all listeners, new and reigning and defending. Speaking of reigning and defending, it is I, Jerry, your reigning and defending champion of the basement, as chosen by the tribal chief himself, who I will take the time to acknowledge, especially after his decisive win. And finally putting down the legend that is Goldberg and what I thought was a crisp guillotine choke. And speaking of choking, and I don't mean... (laughs) Anyway, here is the man, the myth, the legend, the booty warrior himself, Rich the Riz. Yes, here I am, here in beautiful... Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. We got the pyros just finished going off. It's a little smoky in here, so don't mind that. I am here. I am also here to acknowledge the tribal chief, the head of the table, and still WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns for recognizing it was just a little bit past Goldberg's bedtime. Maybe he was a little jet lagged, so he did him a favor and put him to sleep. We will get to the rest of the Elimination Chamber results. But first, how's, how are things over there in Brooklyn, bro? I, it's great. <laughs> I'm just chilling over here in Saudi what? Arabia. So, you didn't say anything about going to Saudi Arabia. That's all right. Well, I, was, I, 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 I didn't use the Booker's funds. I just, I just well, up and why, went. So. Why did you get to go? Cause and I, this is the first time hearing about it. It's uh, not in the, the basement Booker's at Gmail where <laughs> anyone can write it to. <laughs> well, it was kind of a spur of the moment thing. I'm, you know, the, there was there was a flight. It wasn't too expensive. I'm like, huh. Well, are I may you, as well. Are you? trying to big time me nah man? nah bro i'm just saying you're big timing me man nah oh okay well oh it's because i'm the champ no it's no. because i'm the champ and you want access this is unbelievable no if i, if I was big timing you i i bring up now how uh we have a dilemma for july 4th weekend where i'm going to be in the home of in the former home of impact wrestling nashville tennessee well, that's neither here nor there right now, is it? That's right. That's why I, I like how you're trying to change the subject. Not trying to change the subject. To the fact that I'm here in Brooklyn, and you're in Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. and I've been there before. I've been there before, but you didn't even, like, why don't I know about this? I didn't think I had to tell you. I mean, well, it, it was a great show. You know, it doesn't matter where you were sitting, well, whether you were sitting at home on your couch or in a, in a box seat with one of the princes. Freaking, you know, there were grapes and wine. I, of course, didn't have any of the wine. I had some of the grapes. It was nice. You know, let's just continue with the podcast because, All right. you know, it's more important things than you showing off. All right. So no wonder you are too cowardly to face me uh, <laughs> for the championship. Well, you, know, you, you see, I, I feared also being old that it would be past my bedtime also and I would fall asleep. I didn't want to do that 
and fall asleep on the podcast. So uh, I, I had some potent coffee earlier, so I had to take a few minutes before we started recording. I, ha- I, I now have my, my uh, podcast triple shot sitting in front of me. I'm confused. When did you have time to do all of this when the pyro just finished going off because you're in Saudi Arabia? It's a time zone thing. Oh. Okay. I, know, I know you're not too good with math, so I, I won't bore you with the details. Oh. <laughs> so you try to get slapped the next time I see you. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Well. <laughs> oh, are, we, are we ready for the news? Are you done disrespecting me, you, 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 you camel lover? <laughs> That's why you're out there. You're out there French kissing camels. I'm not French kissing camels. Listen, they spit. I, I, I wouldn't fuck with a camel. I, right. I'd ride one if it were nice to me and, like, you know, if I had to, if I absolutely had to. You know, I'm not really fond of riding animals, but, you know, in general, but, you know, whatever. If somebody put a gun to your head and you had to kiss a camel or they wouldn't shoot you in the head, would you kiss the camel? I, I You know, gun to my head, to be honest, I probably would. Oh, I definitely would. I don't know why you're trying to put on airs. I'm not trying to put on airs. I'm just... I think anybody in the same situation would say yes right away. That's all I'm saying. You took a little bit too long for my liking. Like, you're like Tony Khan promising something great. Promising Maybe a gr- promising a great announcement to come. It's like, it's like, why don't you just not say anything and just deliver a big announcement when you're ready to deliver the damn big announcement? Yeah, but you can't. So like, many caveats. You can't. You think Vince ever put the words "hopefully" in a sentence like that and Fuck. An answer to anything? Fuck no, especially not publicly. Are you kidding? Not even close. Yeah, like what? Anyway, look, Rich. I know you love dicking around, flexing about, trying to think you're amazing because you get to be in Saudi Arabia, and you know what? I like being home. Why, why don't you do your job? I listen. It's I like your being job home too. To inform. Uh, the people, the people about the, the this this fake news about real sports and entertainment, because it's very the excitement is you know I don't know maybe for you maybe because of the time zone difference but uh, but me I just can't wait to talk about the elimination chamber match. All right, so before that we will get through the news and I think this first bit of news, the biggest bit of news of the week, the whole fake news about real sports and entertainment is particularly fitting because there's a big asterisk here so unless you've been under a rock cody and brandy Rhodes allegedly have departed aew uh contract expired um cody released a big thank you note you know i love my time in aew this that and the other so there are two camps here online let's get juicy let's get juicy all right, there's two sets of rumors going on. Um, according to the, uh, the WrestleVotes Twitter account, which has proven to be very reliable in the past, um, Cody is on his way to WWE with a big push and even spoke with WWE before announcing his AEW departure. And Justin Barrasso of Sports Illustrated, who does not have as great of a track record as uh, WrestleVotes, uh, added that Cody is definitely going to sign with WWE and that he left AEW due to losing his booking and creative responsibilities, which he had seen as a way to pay homage to Dusty. Um, 
I want to dig into this for that theory for a second. The, the whole theory of that he's actually gone. Okay. If that is the case, I think the problem lies in the fact that when the contracts were initially signed, when AEW was first born, I think that Tony Khan didn't make any sort of differentiation between Cody, I'm using Cody as an example, but this would go for the Bucks and Kenny Omega also. He didn't make any sort of differentiation between their executive contractual obligations and compensation for that and their talent contract and um, responsibilities and compensation for that. Now, I want to put I don't know, put a, put, a, put a pin in that for a second. What I mean here is, let's rewind to the last match that Triple H had in Saudi Arabia. After that fiscal year ended, um, you know, because you know they're major shareholders and everything, news came out about Triple H's salary for the previous year, and there was a, an executive salary, and there was a talent salary. So that clearly implies two separate contracts, two separate sets of compensation, one for his executive duties and one for his talent, you know, his on-screen persona and uh, appearances and such. They're separate because they are completely different things. Now, regarding Cody and the Bucks and Kenny Omega, my guess is Tony Khan didn't think ahead and say, well, let's, just in case of anything, let's separate this. Because, as we know, Cody lost his, um, where was it, booking and creative responsibilities. So, obviously, if Tony Khan is now doing more work and Cody is doing less work, that's ammo for Tony Khan to say, well, we're not going to give you that much of a raise because you're, you actually have less responsibilities now. And Cody, obviously, is like, well, I want more than that. Because anyone working always wants more each year, or more with each contract they sign. So, I think that's the heart of, if Cody is indeed gone from AEW, I think that is the root of the problem. Definitely financial, but particularly because there was no delineation made between his his um, executive duties and his on-air duties. The other side of the coin, the other theory, is that it's all a work and that Cody's going to be back at AEW in a few weeks with a heel stable. I don't recall specifically where I saw that theory. Uh, obviously, it was on social media. Um, I don't remember who posted it, but it was someone that is within the industry. I remember that. So both of these are still possible. And as far as Cody posting a picture of himself like in Poland or whatever to sort of get people thinking, oh, he's on his way to Saudi Arabia, which of course people were saying, um, Cody has trolled us in the past with pictures of him allegedly on his way to a WWE event since um, since his contract, since it, was, since it was first reported that his contract expired, which expired six weeks or more ago, give or take. So that's the Cody situation. Well, here's the way I see it, Rich DeRiz. 
the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, sources close to the situation haven't told me anything, but I have reason to believe that Dave Meltzer may be in on a work with Cody Rhodes and Tony Khan and everyone else behind the scenes at AEW. And here's why. Number one, the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, is synonymous with trolling, much like Rich DeRiz has said. And I know most times Rich DeRiz is wrong, which is why he's not the champion and I currently am. Mm -hmm. So for those following along, what I really want to say is this. It's always a work until it isn't. So my opinion is that this may be a work and it may not be a work. And by saying those two things, I've told you nothing. You've walked away with no new information. But what I'm about to say might just be the most concrete evidence that it is possible that the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, has signed with WWE, has been doing promos at the Performance Center. Now, this troll quote of the airport is just one thing to throw you off the scent because I really do feel that maybe behind the scenes because Rich DeRiz probably hasn't seen this but there's been excerpts of an interview that Kenny Omega did with Dave Meltzer I think or whatever and he's talking about Cody that you know he referred to what Cody was doing as the Codyverse so that leads me to believe that there's been, uh, there has been some times where me or Rich felt like an episode of Dynamite's three different things. It's the Codyverse, it's the Bucks, and it's Kenny Omega. For a while it was separate because Kenny was tagging with Hangman. So it was the three things and then they merged the Kenny and Young Bucks stuff. And you still had the quote Codyverse. It almost felt like Cody wanted to be able to do his own little thing within the show. But I don't know. None of that could be true, or it could all be. But that's all I've got to say about that. Either way, this is going to be one of those uh, situations where we're going to have to wait and see what actually happens. I'm not, like you said, it's always a work until it's not. Kind of like... And I'm not fully transitioning to talk about Elimination Chamber just yet because we still have more news to get to. But I wanted to say a thing before we moved on for this. Go right ahead. In favor of the working theory that the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes will be at the WrestleMania, there's a little sliver of hope because no one has posted anything about anyone denying that these talks have been taking place on the WWE side of things. So keep that in mind. In the past, WWE has denied that talks were happening when they were flat out lying. So either way, like we're not we're not going to know for certain until we see him either on WWE TV or back on AEW TV. Yeah, but this is a different thing than that. It is. Because people are talk are, are like speculating right away and there's all this stuff about you know, the Rhodes is behind the scene, which some people, uh, mostly friends of theirs, are saying, yeah, that's not true. 
So it just could be that, yeah, the people are saying that stuff. It's not doing it around you mm-hmm. because they know you're tight with them. Mm-hmm. You know, like, don't you know how high school works? <laughs> not really. Not anymore, but, at least. I don't even think yeah, I knew how obvious- it worked then. Oh, God damn it. Obviously, <laughs> dude. Like, that's the point of the metaphor. This is why you're not the champion. Damn it. This is why I'm the champion. <laughs> All right. So it's funny you mentioned the Codyverse because that could tie into the next bit of news. I don't know if you saw this this week. EC3 and Adam Share announced that they are launching CYN, Control Your Narrative, as a touring wrestling promotion with an upcoming TV deal. Right now, only two dates are set so far, one in Orlando, one in Dallas. Uh, but the press release adds a quote, All talent featured in CYN asked to be a part of the project. On March 31st at CYN Dallas, the debut of Killer Cross takes place. So this has some good potential. I need to see the uh, Control Your Narrative shows that they've made so far. I have great things about it. Just, you know, it's well documented. I don't have a lot of time for stuff. Um, so I need to make a point to watch those so I know what it is we're like going to be getting ourselves into. And they haven't yet announced what on network or whatever they're going to be on, but I'm looking forward to that. Let me be the first to welcome the C the control your narrative people to the arena of professional wrestling. And if you need an official voice to your brand, look no further than the Basement Booker's podcast. Let me sell you a Ridge wallet. Let me let you know about Control Your Narrative. Because Rich DeRiz and Basement Jair, we're here to support professional wrestling. Killer Cross is an amazing acquisition. Mm-hmm. This could mean a, a real legitimate threat. It could be that the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, is signing with Control Your Narrative. That's also possible. Mm-hmm. Let's put that on our 2022 bingo card, ladies and gentlemen. Because why not? Like, if he is, if he is the hottest free agent in wrestling, as he would like people outside of himself and Dave Meltzer to believe, then that would be the way to go. Like, he could literally hit everything. He's he's done Ring of Honor. He's done New Japan. He's done Impact. We know he's done WWE. We know he's done AEW. If he can do control your narrative, also. Like, the only ones he hasn't done are ECW and WCW, and they're just not around anymore. The American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, has never won the AEW championship. It's true. You could also think about that. Maybe that could be one thing keeping him there. It's still, we don't know what's going on. What happens to Rhodes to the top? From what I understand, it was renewed for a second season. It could be that that deal is just with the network, and that's a different thing. He's also on that Go Big show. Does he still have a deal with TNT? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, there's a lot of question marks surrounding all of that. Regarding the Control Your Narrative press release, um, I have a quote here. Uh, from EC3 regarding it, he says, We collectively as wrestlers can no longer wait. We cannot wait on companies that answer only to shareholders. Companies where billionaires collect talent as toys. Companies that fire their entire roster for the mistakes their office made. Companies that are complacent in presentation. 
So I feel like that's two shots at AEW, one at WWE, and one at Ring of Honor. Wow. Right? Are you there? I'm here. Okay. I, I was hoping for more of a reaction than wow. You know. Um. Wow, wow, we, wow, wow. There you go. Wow, wow, we, wow, guys, wow. Jared 2022. You guys know Borat? That was Borat. Oh, okay. I didn't see he it. does yeah. very nice. Yeah, I know the very nice. Very nice. Sci fi. The latest movie's not great, but the original Borat movie's really good. Mm, that's usually how it works. If you haven't seen it and you're a fool like me, you're going to like it. There's cool. a little too much male nudity for my liking. Mm. I just want to throw that out there. Thanks for the warning. You're welcome. Uh, so the press release goes on to say, what has started as a self-produced concept focused on character development and wrestling through a, quote, cinematic lens, CYN content was created by EC3 and his partner, Jedediah Kozowski. I'm probably saying that wrong. I'll spell it. K-O-S-Z-E-W-S-K-I in April of 2020. So, so hold hold on a second here. Yeah. So they're doing cinematic matches? Presumably. I I feel like that wow, that 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 changes the whole thing. This could be a new genre. Yeah. So the first two control your narratives or maybe it's three at this point. I'm not even sure. We're cinematic. Um and since they're focusing on um like the talent you know m- making a vo- making their voices heard, showcasing uh, what their character is fully capable of, I feel like the if they stick with the cinematic style, they could tell a lot of really cool and different stories. And yes, it could be a different genre of pro wrestling. This is amazing. This is more incredible than before. So I'm I'm, I'm intrigued to see what is in store from CYN in the coming months. Uh, that being said, let's move on from that. Uh, Devon Dudley revealed on Instagram that he recently had spinal surgery to fuse three of his vertebrae. Uh, for anyone that knows where these are, I didn't research them, but they're the L4, L5, and L6. And that he won't be able to wrestle again without damaging the non-fused areas of his neck. Oof. I don't even know how many discs I have. I think I have the average number of a regular human being. Mm-hmm. And I'm really like a L10 kind of guy, you know? Like some people, they just fuck around, stay at the L7, but not Jerry, dude. Jerry goes L9. Nice. All day. And, you know, it's a good thing that, you know, Devon has, uh, you know, experience being a, 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 a minister. So he doesn't even have to worry because Jesus is looking out for him. And, you know, as somebody in the same crew, you know, the footprints right next to your feet, you know, crew, mm-hmm. because Jesus is always ride or die, you know, we, we're good. So we don't even worry about it. We just pray. You know, you drop a piece of food on the ground, you kiss it up to God, you put it in your mouth. It's all right. And you know, he's got our back. I was never a fan of that. That's just me. Yeah. Yeah, you you and somebody else, but the the point the point of the matter is it doesn't change anything. Correct. You know, it's in the Bible. It's scripture. I don't necessarily think so. What kind of altar boy are but you? But you know what? I'm not going to read the entire thing just to prove you wrong, because I I will like a page and a half in, I will forget why I'm reading. Yeah, it's in uh, one of the lost chapters. You know. All right. I think it's Luigi. 
Um, <laughs> I don't seven, think there was four. a Luigi. Luigi 7-4, First Corinthians. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> um, so, sad news. Mickey Henson, also known as Mickey J, passed away earlier this week at the age of 59 due to COVID-induced pneumonia. He was... Uh, the referee for, I know, a few Mickey James matches um, in WWE, but also in WCW, he refereed uh, the match for Goldberg's first loss. Uh, when you said he, I was relieved. I'm like, Mickey James? I didn't know she was that old. Nah. What's going on nah. here? Mickey <laughs> J. I remember, I, I think WWE started calling him Mickey Henson to not confuse him with Mickey James as Mickey J. You know? You could see how that would happen. Right, exactly. If you saw his face, you'd know exactly who I was talking about. Yeah, well, thanks for bumming us out with that one. You're a real team player. You are welcome. PWInsider.com reported that Carlos Cabrera was released from his contract after nearly 30 years at WWE Spanish announced desk. Well, he just got really, you know, there was an argument, you know, why why always my table? He finally <laughs> spoke up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the powers that be didn't like that. It's like, listen, this is wrestling, and we're sorry, but we, we you're, you're out. You're out of here. You, you really st- overstayed your welcome there, Carlos. You, you don't question your table breaking. It's just a part of life. Death, taxes, Spanish announced table mm-hmm. breaking. And you know how he can really, like, show, uh, show them who's boss? If he went and bought a table manufacturing company and sold them to WWE at higher prices. But I do want to be serious for a moment. Like, for people like you, the gringos, like, it's really probably not that big of a deal. But for Spanish people that listen to that part of the broadcast, this guy's been with them for, like, a really long time. Maybe longer than so, Michael Cole, even, at the announce desk. That's exactly my point, and that's something that some people should think about before they, like, readily dismiss a thing like that like i was just joking around but just seriously you guys know that's like you know he's been like think about how you felt when jr got taken off Mm -hmm. and how long it took to get used to that shit and this guy's been around like forever yep i i even remember when um uh hugo savinovich was released i was like oh you know that like it was always carlos cabrera and hugo savinovich like they would announce him for Every major pay-per-view, they're probably doing commentary like behind the scene, you know, like behind the scenes off camera or something for the smaller pay-per-views and probably even Raw and SmackDown too. But yeah, like they've been around forever and then they let Hugo Savinovich go and, you know, that was news because it's no longer Carlos Cabrera and Hugo Savinovich, Carlos Cabrera and I don't even remember Hugo's replacement's name, but now Carlos is gone. Exactly, and that's important. Sometimes you don't know what the impact of something is, and so you think about it from another point of view. Mm-hmm. Like most people, it's like, all right, I'm still got freaking Corey Graves, who's the worst, and whoever. Corey Graves know. is not the worst. He's the worst. I like Corey Graves. I know you like Byron Corey is the Graves. worst. Byron's not bad. His character is obnoxious, which I guess is perfect. That's, that's exactly right. I don't like the Byron character. I'm not saying Byron is bad. I don't like the Byron character. I don't think WWE really has any bad announcers right now. I hate the, ha- the fact that we have to keep prefacing that. Like, what I mean is the character, not the person. Ugh. Makes things too long. You know what we're saying. Yeah. You know what we're saying. Mm-hmm. Like, 
we're not crazies. It's like, listen, that guy sucks because that's who he is. Speaking of, you brought up to me in Facebook Messenger yesterday or the day before or something about I'm how to do, huh? As I'm known to do, right? About Dave Meltzer voting Pat McAfee one of the worst announcers or the worst announcer. One of the worst because like it, it, he was on the list, but he didn't win. He was like on the list. He like, should, he doesn't belong on that list. But I think it's vo- as voted. I think that's voted. Right by the people that have been giving Dave Meltzer money for no reason for the past twenty something years. Ah, smarky smarks. Right. Hmm. Yeah, you're right about that. I agree. I agree. And we know it, it, Meltzer is in the pocket of AEW. Exactly. Like when when Excalibur, and I know you enjoy Excalibur. Like he's just not my cup of tea, man. He's like I don't know. I I just think Pat's just more fun. Like I don't like. I guess maybe I'm not hardcore enough. I just think he's just so like smarky and talks about all these dumb things. I don't even. Nobody cares about who beat who at the fucking Toyota Coca-Cola Dome in fucking '74. But you you know what the, the, pe- uh, the pe- Suzuki uh, motorbike. Contest. The people that defend Tony Schiavone like that about Excalibur because he's a younger, he's essentially a younger version of Schiavone in that he's sort of he has like an encyclopedic memory of wrestling history, which Tony is Schiavone great. never made me feel like a dumbass because I don't know something. Tony, like he's always talking about things that are just too cool for school. You know, look at this freaking. Cornholio or whatever, you know? Like, come on, man. And I'm not just, I'm not, I'm not hating on Excalibur. Look, mm-hmm. you know, even Pat was like, uh, you know, congratulations. Like, he was gracious, even though we all know that he's better. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's just my opinion. But I think for what Pat's supposed to do, which is color, it's very good. And maybe you could make that case that. You know, Excalibur's job is a lot more difficult than a color commentator because he has to have this actual knowledge in that luchador mask of his. Mm-hmm. So, there. Look at me being fair and partial. I'm growing as a person. Look, guys, I learned. I let. I did a little bit of reading. I did a little soul searching. And we can all grow and change. I'm glad one of us can grow. So, you got to practice, dude. You got to work on your apology because it's going to happen. Okay. Just get ready. So, <laughs> especially you. I I, can, I can't shield you. Yeah. I like Excalibur a lot. He's probably, to be honest, as far as as far as color, he's either my second or third favorite. Why don't you marry him? No. Why don't you marry him? So, I love him so much. Why don't you host this podcast with him? No. So, for me, I think maybe Excalibur is second. Maybe, let's say, Graves is third. Pat McAfee is my favorite. I think Pat McAfee knocks it out of the park every time. You know, even if it's, if it's just straight-up color commentary, he's very good. He's into the matches. He He's excited. And he's not over the top unless it's time for him to be over the top. Like, Shinsuke comes out. He's literally dancing on Michael Cole's shoulder, which is hilarious. Cole's like, are you going to injure my shoulder or whatever the hell? I think he's just having fun. I think that's just fun. But uh, 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 And that comes that, across, and I love I it. I think the Shitsuke thing's going to be over soon. I think they're going to uh, move away from that soon. Mm. I have a feeling. Maybe. Well, he did just lose the IC title. Yeah. 
but you know that's just the beginning. It is. So we're going to get to that last bit of news real quick. Harlan announced on Twitter that he is engaged. So congratulations to the guy that looks like a freaking mass murderer. It's not necessarily his fault. I mean, he did shave his head to get that look, and it works. Yes, congratulations to Harlan and Joe Gacy. May they find love eternal. What a beautiful world that we live in. Love wins. Love wins. Love wins in the end. All right, let's get on with the show. For the record, he's not engaged to Joe Gacy. The news. Congratulations to Joe Gacy and Harlan. Let's congratulations. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, Love wins. So let's go, guys. Let's go. The the elimination chamber. We just watched the elimination chamber uh, live on Peacock. I did, and. Because I'm like you. I'm a regular person that doesn't think he's better than anybody. Yeah, no like no one people. told me there was a pre-show, so I got there a little late. It's all right, though. Yeah, that's because you weren't invited. Okay, listen. Um, Speaking of, what what would you think of the show? Um, I, I, I don't know if I have a thought o- about the show overall just yet. I haven't you could have fully stopped processed that. it. I don't know if I have a thought. Yeah, I know. Um, You've reached the end. <laughs> I want to say, like, let's give it a 7.5 out of 10. What, we're doing out of 10 now? Yeah, why not? It's a nice round number. Why? Why not? Why are you changing the rules? What do we usually do it as? I, I, I don't know, like, uh, out of 5, you know? Uh, so then that'll be, like, 2. you think about it, I usually think of wrestling matches in the way of star ratings. But that stop at 5, not 500. Or infinite, or infinite, like fucking yeah. Meltzer, you idiot. I mean, that yeah, that, mean, that means a six-star match is dick. Because I want you to fight Rich DeRiz. Rich DeRiz is throwing down the gauntlet. He, he'll see you at Summerfest. Yeah. So, so like, all right, Meltzer, you fucking idiot. Let's let's say let's say you give a match six stars out of ten. All right, so that's a little bit better than fifty percent. That's not great. Let's say you give it six stars out of a hundred. That's fucking nothing. That means it was a shitty, shitty match. Six stars of... Keep going because you're saying it's infinite. It's an infinite scale. You dummy. That means six stars means nothing. Literally nothing. Just say you broke your scale because they're fucking giving you money to do so. Just say it. Just say it. Okay, well, what I'm just going to say is my rating, if anybody cares, uh, is F5. So I'll give that an F5 off the pot. Is my review. F5. That was crazy. Do you see what I did there? I do. Off the pot. Yeah. Cast. Yeah. This is where you do the dance and you get pulled off stage. Uh, by the dude with the cane. <laughs> the hook. Uh, yeah. You get the hook. No, they send hook. They send hook. And he schoolboys you mm-hmm. for some reason. Thankfully, it's just a schoolboy because things could be worse for you mm-hmm. in a situation like that. Um, it, it, Look, I, 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 as predicted by me, off the air to nobody, uh, Goldberg and Roman Reigns threw down at 12 o'clock-ish. And Goldberg was strangled. Yep, passes bedtime by the tribal chief, the head of the table, who's broken many records as champion, and on his way to WrestleMania, 
to face off against the new WWE champion, Brock Lesnar, after his dominant, some may say questionable victory. Not not his fault. I mean, he's not the one who took Bobby Lashley out. That just happened. Mm-hmm. And now Bobby Lashley has an argument. He was not even, even though it's an elimination chamber match, you would you could have lost it anyway without being involved in the finish. But he didn't even get a chance at all. No, you can't lose it without being involved in a finish. You have, he, he would have had to have been pinned at some point. Or That's submitted. Not what, what I'm saying is they don't have to beat him to win it. True. Like, he has to be eliminated, mm-hmm. you know, but like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But the point of the matter is he's protected, and uh, that's that's great. Yeah, the fact that um, Adam Pierce and other officials were there uh, checking on Bobby Lashley, to me, makes it seem like that was a work. Well, of course it's a work. So No one ever thought it wasn't. So other than just protecting Bobby Lashley, why? Are they going to do a triple threat with no. both titles on the line? No. You don't know it's that. It's going to be because I do know that. This match doesn't need to be a triple threat match to be huge. Is Bobby Lashley's name a big enough name to turn Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar title for title into a triple threat match? I would say no. In the eyes of Vince McMahon, I would say no. In the eyes of Paul Heyman, sure. But to me, you don't have to put a hat on a hat. And people want to see who's the best, Roman or Brock Lesnar. Not which one of them can pin Bobby Lashley. So, let's book ahead. Who goes over, Roman or Brock? Roman Reigns. Are you out of your mind? How dare you, at the top of this show, acknowledge the tribal chief and then put into question the reign of the tribal chief as if Brock Lesnar would make a difference as if he would not just smash him. The tribal chief is in God mode, Richter is. Like, to even, for me to even repeat what you have said could cost me greatly. And as chosen champion of the Basement Booker's podcast by the tribal chief, I cannot condone this kind of behavior. I gotta say, first off, yes, the tribal chief is in God mode. He's pretty untouchable right now. Brock is Brock. So he is Brock. But, so but he's Roman Reigns. It's tough. It is tough, right? So it stands to reason that we're just going to have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. Because I, what what happens? I you think I happens? think an early out for everyone is to add Lashley to to the match saying, "Oh, he he never got pinned." It was never eliminated from the Elimination Chamber match. And uh, another argument. Brock Lesnar could give Bobby Lashley his rematch on Monday Night Raw. True. That could happen. Brock, it could be argued, Brock did not enter the match legally. He, He was never released from his pod. His eliminations don't necessarily need to count, including his win. The Elimination Chamber match is an anything-goes match. There's no rule saying you can't break through your pod. 
That's the whole reason that they're made that way. Why have them? Why have it that they're locked anyway? You know, it's like we use the honor system. If you get out of your pod, you're going to get disqualified. You, if you leave the pod, if you leave the pod before you're supposed to leave the pod, then you, I'm sorry, sir. You're going to have to leave the murder structure. You can't play. You don't leave the pod till we tell you to leave the pod. All right. Think about it. Let's let's say there's a Royal Rumble match, and this right? has happened before, though. People have been left out of their pods early before. Right, but then by accident. Right, but always in the middle, and then pods, more pods would open afterwards. Okay, but that all right, but that doesn't change anything. So your by your argument that their elimination shouldn't have count counted when they bro- when their their pods got broken and they stepped out of them. Right, but ultimately they were permitted into the match. Their pod was ultimately called. Essentially, like, like their number was called. So let, let, let's compare this for a second. Let's say there's a Royal Rumble match, right? We're at 28 and 29 are like the last two. And like, okay, so t- number 28 just is the only one in the ring. Number 29 runs out, gets into the ring. Number 30 runs out before his number or her number is called and eliminates both of them. Now they're eliminated, but number thirty hasn't been called yet. The match isn't the, the so what? The match isn't over yet because there's supposed to be thirty participants. And number thirty came out before he or she was supposed to and eliminated the last two people. The thirtieth person wins. They weren't eliminated. Do you want to do Axelmania? Is that what we're doing now? So what if someone that was not involved in the rumble comes They're out not involved. comes out and eliminates the last two rumble competitors at the same time? Okay. And there's still a thirtieth person? No. That's not how the game works. You have to be in the Royal Rumble match. I don't know how we got here. Like what? What does this have to do with? I'm I'm basically just because your pod, you kick yourself out of your pod. There's no rule. I'm drawing. I'm drawing an analogy. All right. So why even have pods? Why? That's the whole point. Is to keep everyone in their pods until it's time for them to come out at the designated time. Right. But but if you can break your pod open whenever the hell you want, then just break your pod open. The point is, it's supposed to be built strong so that doesn't happen, Rich. That's why it's all, it's this crazy, like, oh, my God, I can't believe it when they do do it. Mm. I can't believe I'm having to explain this to an adult male. <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to figure you out just... what the ruling is on breaking out of your pod before Rich, if, you're called. If this was supposed to be controversial, then the announcers would have called attention to it. It doesn't mean anything. Like, this is a pointless thing that you're on about. I'm just saying it's a point that could be made. The point could be made. Lashley was called, but he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Is Brock supposed to wait around like a dumb fuck until his thing to come out? Like, it's your choice to stay there. That's the, the, like part of the reason is so you can stay fresh. Like, the whole point of the thing is to keep them away from you so you can go in when you're ready to go in. Like, his advantage is being the fresher man. That's the whole point of the pods also. 
That's why it's a big deal to come come out later because you get to save up your energy. Mm-hmm. If somebody could just take you out of your damn pot and beat the fuck out of you, then there's no point. Mm. You understand? Mm-hmm. Like, do you see it now? No, I, I do. I, I, like, I, I see. Of course he's going to kick his way out because he's a badass and he wants to get shit over with. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no... It's the elimination chamber, you know? No, anything goes. And I think smiling Brock is just as terrifying as angry Brock. Yeah, too bad the happy uh, gimmick is taken. Mm-hmm. Could have had happy Brock Lesnar. Yep. Yeah, we could have another Brock party maybe. Uh, I I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it'll be an actual party. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll have his own uh, rosebuds. You know, just <laughs> the Brock buds. Yeah, whatever. It's just a gang of people that he parties with all the time. Just get a bunch of rough-looking dudes. Mm-hmm. But, Even uh, though he doesn't like people anyway. A bunch so of the... Canadian rednecks. Yeah, whatever. From Saskatchewan. All right, so uh, let's keep plowing ahead here because you're lost in the weeds with your confusion on the Elimination Chamber. I am. Speaking of Elimination <laughs> Chamber, as we pretty much expected, Bianca Belair going to WrestleMania. Well, we don't know if that's what we previously expected because Rich DeRiz refused to make any kinds of picks, but Jerry did. He did so on TikTok. He's Jerry Duty at TikTok, one word. Uh, you could check me out on there. Like Jerry Duty, but a, Jerry. That's right. It's lame. Uh, but anyway, I did it, and I made a thing there. Go ahead. Feel free to follow on there. Uh, we try to get the gospel of the basement bookers out there. We trying to... You know, do big things. Yep, and I can verify that uh, the picks were made before the airing of the pay-per-view. Um, sorry, premium live event. Uh, after the pre-show, though, because neither of us knew about the pre-show. I was going to say it myself because I don't need your protection. Yes, I wasn't ready because I didn't know about the pre-show. But just under the wire, it was ready at before 12, a little bit before 12. And look, we I didn't do too great, but Bianca Belair, I did have as a second runner-up. I really was wanting Rhea Ripley to win, but the only other logical answer, and I don't know, from a conversation I had with Rich Derizan Messenger, I thought for a second there, I thought maybe you wanted Alexa Bliss to win. You thought Alexa Bliss was going to win, because you're like, why, why would they fly her all the way out there? And I go to my wife, and I'm like, do you believe this guy? And I'm like... Dude, they flew Goldberg all the way out there to get strangled. You don't think they're going to send Alexa Bliss out there to get pinned? It's just more of why bring her back now for this. You know, they could have they could have brought her back in, in a match that, you know, in a match like in the middle of a feud that she could she'd probably end up winning. Uh, and the current product, Alexa Bliss is just not that big of a deal. Mhm. You know, maybe to you and a lot of other people, she has a huge following. I think she's you know, so, you know, it might just be one of those things. It just might not be that big of a name, or maybe she's really popular over there. Now, like, listen, we got to get this money. Could be. And it could be this was an accelerated return. This could be they brought her back sooner than they wanted to and moved these little vignettes with this, like, because she's still wearing the Lily stuff. She still has the Lily music. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if she was cured, cured. So, we'll see. Yeah, probably not. Uh, the next match was Ronda and Naomi pre- going exactly as we thought it would uh, over Sonya and Charlotte with the armbar. I mean, we don't know if necessarily as we thought it would because only one of us actually made a prediction. And yes, me. this was also in there. And uh, 
I definitely did not forget it uh, to add it. So yeah, this was cool. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the you know Rousey and her little gi there. It was like a child, like a child wearing like a little. Look at me, I'm karate. It almost looked like little pajamas. Kinda. You know. Uh, Cole but mentioned it, that was the same gi that she wore in the Olympics or something. Yes, to win a bronze medal. Which is the third medal? That's very much a big deal because you you go to the Olympics. Uh, it, it it is it is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Makes you her know, the third as, best uh, in the world for that year. As a former Olympian, not myself, I can vouch for that. Um, so yeah. Yep. Uh. Drew McIntyre beating Riddick. Uh, happy. What's his name? Madcap. That's the one. Madcap Moss. Falls count anywhere. I guess they only went up to the stage and back. It's not very far. Well, it's not like they're home and they can just go around like destroying other people's stuff. Yeah, but That's you know they set royal up equipment like... back there. They probably have swords and scimitars back there. Don't you know? Pro- uh, yeah. Oh, I didn't really go exploring. I was just hanging out with the prince all day. Yeah, sure, sure you are. Listen, we're done with your big time bullshit. Okay, there's only one big time. It's big time Bex. That's right. Who no in the next Rick match Rose. proved that she's big time still because she took everything Lita threw at her. Yeah, Lita literally came with a kitchen sink. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Oh, what a wow. Um, thinking of Lita remind me of that bad landing for uh, Madcap Moss off of the inverted uh, Alabama slam. I think that's another one of those moves where you're not supposed to tuck your chin, and he did, and landed right on his dome piece. Yeah, but he's fine. Thankfully, like you that. Know, that he made it. That looked like a bad landing. Like that. That's the kind of landing that'll like compress your spine. Yeah, you know, uh, thoughts and prayers. There you go. So, next match. Uh, next match Becky didn't Lynch, happen because right? the Usos attacked uh, the Viking Raiders before the match. And I didn't even know that was supposed to be a match. Cause I, didn't, I did. I didn't because bring I up... had it in my prediction video. There you go. I, d- um, I didn't look at Wikipedia because we weren't doing predictions. So, I didn't bother. With oh, no. No, no. You weren't doing predictions. I still did predictions in my TikTok video located at Jerry Duty. Where we will be having coverage of... Where is the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes, who is yet to appear at WWE? Sources close to it say, we don't know you. Stop calling. (laughs) Uh, Probably the most true thing you said today. Why do you insist on ruining fun things? I think it's fun. Like, you should have just said nothing. You should have said nothing. But the fact is that you, on your high horse or high camel, are sitting here trying to call me a liar. This is unbelievable. No, I, 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 I think it's... I am the chosen champion. I think it's completely feasible that if, you, if you're texting, like, members of Cody's family, that they're going to tell you to, to stop. You can't confirm... Or deny that I am currently harassing anybody's family. That's correct. I'm in a completely different part of the world right now. It's getting late over here. 
Yeah, speaking of it's getting late, I'm about to send you home in a body bag. Oh, well, you're going to have to come all the way over here first. I got a guy over there. Oh, yeah? Don't forget, I was there. I got security Before... outside my, my door. Oh, do you? I do. When's the last time you checked? Well, I can't go check now. We're recording a podcast. Maybe you shouldn't because I don't want you to die until the podcast is over. There you go. Because they're definitely still there and you're safe. Okay. You're safe in your little robe and your little weird hat that they wear to keep the sun from burning their heads off. Yeah, I see you with your sunglasses. You think you're so smart. Is what I would be saying if I was watching you, but I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'm on this podcast. So what? So what? It's not like the Viking Raiders was going to beat the Usos anyway. So they didn't need to wrestle. People be like, oh, why'd they fly all the way out there just to get beat up? They were going to fly all the way out there to get beat up anyway. What's your problem? Yup. It was just faster. Mm -hmm. Quicker and easier, and then we get a match on Raw. They still Smackdown? got paid. Smackdown. Smackdown. That's Smackdown. the one. Wow. It's, it's good that you could catch up on that, but with the way they do it, really, like, honestly, that's part of the reason why I get mad at this draft stuff, because old people like you get really confused. It's hard for them to keep up. I do, and it you is. Know, and it's not even right. Mm-hmm. Like, I know the Usos are Smackdown, uh, but, you know. People of all ages listen to this podcast. We got to protect the elderly. There you go. Uh, I think one of my favorite moments, moments in wrestling this week was seeing the guy in the friend zone get one over on the girl that put him there by taking her title. Reggie, the new hero for friend zone guys everywhere. All three of you. There's a lot of people. Because There's a lot guys of guys should in the friend not zone. exist in the age of Tinder. Move on with your life. Yeah, well, I got married before Just swipe Tinder. Just right or left or whatever. Yes. I'm not. No one's talking about you or me. That right. that ship has sailed. Those men are dead. Yeah, it's true. Those men are <laughs> dead. They no longer have any rights. You're dead to me. That, exactly. So scratch that, homeboy. Mm-hmm. This for we talking to those young idiots out there. And that was such a fake looking restaurant too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's not the fakest. It's not as bad as the one that they made for um, Dolph. And Mandy and um, Otis. Yeah, they're not really trying right now. Yeah, because it's not that. I don't think it's that important of a, a segment, at least to me. I'm not. I'm not into the twenty four seven seven eleven uh, ninety five championship. Really, this means he could get the title again. He could. It's gonna be great now that now that it's on on uh, Reggie. Reggie there, mm-hmm. Reginald or whatever Reggie. Um, you know, for now. Mm-hmm. We could finally get back to just truth going up to like 200 championship reigns with the 24-7-11 championship. Do you think Dana's going to get it back by seducing him? No, I think Dana White's going to get that belt before Dana Brooke does. That's the only Dana that's going to be able to do that. I don't think she's ever going to get it back. Yo, if Dana White becomes 24-7 champ, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be great. Only if he has to fight Logan Paul. Dana White? Yeah. Yeah, they got real beef. Really? The matter. Yeah, because Dana Logan Paul doesn't think Dana White pays his fighters fairly. Mm-hmm. So. No, he's he's got less control now that he's sold, but. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But like he's basically like calling him out. I actually I'm not sure if it's Jake or Logan, but it's a Paul. 
Yeah. I, I always forget their first names. Like, Logan, I remember. Jake is a little more of a generic name. So it's, And Paul is a very generic last name. So, like, I think it's fake. I think it's just, like, all their middle names are Paul, so they just go by that. Listen to how young and cool you sound now. See, now that you know who Jake and Logan Paul are, you, you took at least three years barely. off your age. Barely. You're under 40 now. You're barely under 40 I don't now. think I'm under 40. You're 39. Maybe. You got down to 39, dude, just by acknowledging the existence of the Paul brothers. Congratulations, man. Thank you. No, really, this is a big deal. That was me clapping for you. Thank you. So, f- funny, funny little story. Um, I'm laying in bed you with the wife. Can't la- say that. Yeah. No, I'm la- I'm laying in bed with the wife last night. Just just laying in bed like bullshitting or whatever. And I'm I'm running my hand because I I didn't sh- I didn't shave my head yet. And I'm running my hand over my head. She's like, "Are you playing with the little bit of hair you have left?" I said, "I'm feeling all the space in between the individual hairs." She laughed at me. That's a weird thing to say. It's old. Yeah. Um, well, that, that's what I was doing. You know, like the, the like the, the the space in between the hairs. It feels weird because you, you like you expect hair to be there and it's just not. You just feel skin, and it's not like like it's scalp skin that's not supposed to be like exposed to like whatever. Would you rather have uh, horseshoe hair? No, but that's why I shaved my head. I know exactly. This is why you know I tried to save you because that was gonna be you. I, and I thank you. Yeah, you know sometimes you just need to know what it feels like to be free, mm-hmm. and then you never want to not be free again. You don't want to be constrained by that. Why did you stop shaving your head, by the way? Uh, because I wasn't losing my hair as bad as you, and I would always compare it to uh using a wheelchair when you know how to fucking walk Mm. seems kind of disrespectful to all the natural baldies out there who really do need to shave their heads or else they look like fucking dummies Mm -hmm. just hanging on for dear life i was like i still have a shot i still have a shot my hair is still beautiful when it's big but you know when it's time to let go it's going to be time to let go and i expect you to tell me when you know the right time yeah well thing is thing is for me i like i should have known better I should have known to listen to those taller than me suggesting I, that I shave my head because I, I didn't have an – like what really what really changed my mind was like seeing a picture of the top of my head and I well, – like when my hair was short but like not shaving. I'm like, wow, okay, I, I can't do that. I can't look like that. Yeah, man. It's like hanging on for way too long. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, it sucks. It's really a thing that can happen to a guy. But, uh, you know, we all have to be grateful for how long we get to hold on to certain things. Yep. You know? Yeah. So, speaking of hanging on, kinda. Um, people were talking, like, even... People? What people? I don't know. what they say? People online, social media, about how... I think someone said uh, it's the little things that, like, Becky Lynch does to, like... Um, tell a story or whatever. Like, regard. Oh, you mean grunge, Becky? Yeah, like regarding how she came out to the contract signing. And I'm like, hold on a second. Nothing about that was little. That was big and blatant, and I don't want to say like overplayed or overacted, but it wasn't. It was the equivalent of you're you're a dog. You shit on the floor, and the owner said, "Put your nose in the fucking." Look what you did. Yeah. 
It was that's what that is. <laughs> it was nothing subtle about it. It wasn't like oh she had a couple of hairs out of place. Oh she some bags under her eyes. No, she came out looking disheveled. She came out looking like she hadn't slept in a week, and she said she hadn't slept in a week. She didn't like. I don't think she actually hadn't slept in a week. Obviously, but there was nothing subtle about that. That that's not the little things. The little things are after the match, after the Elimination Chamber match, Brock was jiggling his balls out from the low blow from Austin Theory minutes earlier. That's a little thing. That's right, Rich Deriz, because they have what it takes. You remember what the first words that Becky Lynch said at the contract signing. She said, don't do this. Mm Mm-hmm. The, the power in that, don't do this because what I'm going to have to do to you is going to be so horrible. Mm-hmm. She said, so, she said um, I, I, like, I know your history. I don't think I'm not going to go straight for your neck. Exactly. You know, it's, uh, it's one of those things. Mm-hmm. So, don't do this. For, for the record, great storytelling by Becky. I loved it. But it's, there was nothing subtle about it. That's fine. I still liked it. Just whoever's calling it subtle, I think you should look up the word. Yeah. Look it up. (laughs) Yep. And that's my little moment of trying to improve the internet. Look at you trying to clean the beach with a comb. Yep. Listen, do what we can. It's the little things. Right? Yeah, I'll show you little things. Uh, listen, no thank you. Why I oughta. <laughs> uh, looking at my SmackDown notes, I don't think there was anything... I mean, we had the uh, IC title win. The, the Intercontinental Championship mm-hmm. changed hands last week because this shit was taped. Yep. Sami Zayn is now the Intercontinental Champion. That's so insane. Rumor has it defend the Intercontinental Championship against Johnny Knoxville of Jackass fame. Mm-hmm. Boy, what a what a contest that's surely gonna be. Like it's not quite on. Like okay, Knoxville's not gonna win. I'm pretty sure Knoxville's not gonna win. But, I don't think they're going to put the IC title. But if he were to win, it's not quite on the level as Arquette winning the WCW world title. We did discuss this, yes. It's damn close, though. Yes. Um, uh, because it, I mean, it's the workhorse title. And Johnny Knoxville is like a get-stomped-by-a-horse kind of guy. Not I'm, so that much. That still kind of hurts, though. I'm not listen. I'm not saying it's not. It's just you know. It's uh, it's apples and oranges. It is. Yeah. Like how, like how much is the jackass paying for this freaking promotion? I don't know. I think it's it's one of it's 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 the celebrity sideshow part. You know, it's the Pete Rhodes. You know, Pete Rhodes uh, Kane segment. You yeah. Know? Extended. Well, no, no, they did that for over a few years. I'm just saying, like, mm-hmm. because 
the guy didn't have a wrestling match with Kane the first time he saw him. True. You know, but Johnny Knoxville might be just basically getting his nuts his nuts stomped in by Sami Zayn. He's gonna learn the hard way that he's in there with yeah, you know, a yeah, wrestler. They really should have an ODQ match since Knoxville can theoretically, allegedly take whatever Sammy could throw at him. Exactly. Um, I was thinking about that, how like um Sam like Sami Zayn is basically has like the dream job because it's like I was looking, I'm like if the way Sami Zayn is doing it is how I would have done it. Because it's like you get, you're on TV every week. You're in these high profile things. You're barely taking bumps. And then you get into a wrestling match. When you do have a wrestling match, you have a banger with Shinsuke Nakamura. Mm-hmm. And you're getting paid all this freaking money. You're not at the top of the card where people are paying super close attention to you. But you're not exactly on the bottom of the card. Like, who has a sweeter gig than Sami Zayn besides, you know, obvious people who make bajillions of dollars like Brock Lesnar and and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, what do you make of the rumors? The rumors that Stone Cold Steve Austin overtures are being made. The Brinks truck is backing up to the ranch for Stone Cold Steve Austin to return to action at WrestleMania this year. What? I said return to action at WrestleMania this year. What? In Texas. What? Against Kevin Owens. What? For Bad Mouth in Texas. What? He's Bad Mouth in Texas. What? He's Bad Mouth in Texas. What? Gonna stop a mud hole. What? One mud hole. What? Two mud holes. What? Three mud holes. What? And I'm gonna walk it dry. What? That's it. All right. That's the end. <laughs> um, I think it's gonna be a quick and match. It's more like what? I know. What? I know. I I didn't practice at all. Obviously. Um, you could have tried. I could have. I think it'll be a quick match. Um. As far as what I think of the rumors, I you know I think it'll be really cool to see Austin back in the ring. Um, I know he's gonna be working out for it. He might still be a little out of shape, but we're not really gonna see the effects of that because it's gonna be a quick match. It'll probably be less than two minutes. He will still be in better shape than Adam Cole and Chuck Taylor. I promise. Yup. Anyway, it's gonna be quick. Quick mud hole, quick stunner, one, two, three. Austin wins. Austin! Austin 316! I hope Pat's out there for that. I know it would be technically a raw match, but I don't. But who cares? Right. Uh, we had. Uh, did Pat not. Was Pat on commentary today? No, dude. Yeah, I guess he didn't go over. No, I think he's been on vacation or something. Uh, you know, they said that, and I thought. They said that on SmackDown, and I thought they were doing that only so, like, you know, Pat can go over to with with the crew early to get settled and whatever. Why SmackDown's taped? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I didn't think of that. <laughs> so speaking of SmackDown being taped, yes. Um, I don't think they completely redid the um the blah, 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 the contract signing. Yeah, because you still see that dumb spot that they did. Yeah, I think they just changed the angle quick and maybe cut out like a quarter second of it. Also, I don't blame Ronda for that. It's not Ronda's fault. It's Charlotte. What? Yeah, I wasn't gonna blame Ronda for that. Yeah, like maybe I did, but yeah, we, I don't believe it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we we really talked about it 
much last week. But that, um, yeah, that's all on Charlotte. Just take the hit. Don't be a baby. It's better that it comes off too rough than too soft. Exactly. And as a veteran by now, she should know that. 100%, man. She should. She, especially her being the queen. Yeah, now is this another... Is this another instance of Charlotte trying to protect her character? Nah, I think she got nervous. I don't know. Honestly, I don't think... I don't think she would go to the lengths to make herself look like a clown just to protect her character. I wonder if in her mind she's making Rhonda look more like a clown. I honestly I don't think she's she's trying to mess around and find out when it comes to Ronda Rousey. I agree she absolutely should not try to fuck around and find out. She'll get her fucking arm ripped off. Yeah. Like I, I like I don't care if it's Weeks, months, or minutes since she gave birth. Ronda will rip your arm off. Ronda Rousey has been known to rip off arms in birth. I think she was birthing, and I have rumor. Sources close to the situation haven't spoken to me, but let me tell you that I heard that she broke her doctor's arm. Mm. Gotta be careful. Yeah. That kid. That kid's gonna be a freaking... Like, if... if I don't remember if she had a boy or a girl, but that kid can be an MMA star. Or he can be a rocket scientist. Could be. How about it's not up to you? It's not. All right. I'm just saying, you know, between between her and Travis Brown. Well, the potential is there for anybody to be a thing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people are nothing like their parents. It's true. You know, sometimes they'll go another way to spite it just to be like, I'm not like them. I'm my own thing. Mm -hmm. You know, especially when you're a child of like a famous person. But it's probably different if you're like a child of a famous fighter. I guess it depends on the fighter. It's true. But Ronda and Travis tend to keep their private life pretty private, except for like whatever they are okay with being out there. Like that freaking comment Ronda made on Hot Ones that I didn't need to freaking hear. That doesn't change anything. Like when you're older and whatever, and somebody's like, "Oh, you, this is whatever's you know, kid." People find out. Mm-hmm. People find out. Yeah. And like, it depends also on the kid, because like a lot of them be stupid. But yeah, social media, you know. Yeah. Look at me. Not all of them are as well adjusted as uh, Paris Jackson, one of Michael Jackson's kids. Yeah, they I... seem stable. Is that is that the one that he almost dropped? Uh. I don't know. I think that child's name was Blanket. Man. Yeah, Blanket. Blanket. Remember South Park? Right. That's just ignorant. That's ignorant. Oh, um, <laughs> it wasn't in the news. I don't know why. I guess I didn't uh, come across it. Um, Michael Jackson's in the news? No. Um, <laughs> Candace LeRae gave birth to their son. Quinn Wrestling. No. Not Quinn. Quill. Quill Wrestling. Is so is is Quill a Star Wars reference I don't know about or do they right, name it after an ancient? Let's not do this. Let's not do this. Writing. Let's implement. not do this. Let's not do this. No, really, I don't know. Is Star Wars? You hear this idiot? No, I don't. Let's... Peter Quill is Star Lord. He's from you know Guardians of the Galaxy. This freaking oh. guy. I can't believe this. This boomer. I got to deal with this boomer. Rich, we're young and hip. We're young and hip. You're thirty nine. Remember, I you listen, took some off because you knew about the Paul brothers. Listen, I knew you. Do, you have a TikTok. 
I do have a TikTok just to follow, though. <sighs> Listen, I know they're huge Star Wars fans, right? So, obviously, I would assume it's a, it's yeah, a Star Wars and reference. Johnny Wrestling also loves Marvel Comics. Mm-hmm. And I didn't remember Star-Lord's real name. Oh, well, that's because you're busy. You're busy thinking you're better than me with your Saudi Arabian connections. No, I'm just chilling. Well, let you just try to keep your hands clean, okay? You blood-soaked monster. All righty. One last thing I wanted to uh, talk about on SmackDown. Did you, do you remember the segment with um, Aaliyah and Ricochet backstage? Oh, I block stuff out when Ricochet wins a match <laughs> for no reason. Yeah, he's like... Like, what does that do? Is that to, like, further the wedge between Ridge Wallet and Sheamus? Maybe. Uh, but... Use the code word Booker as a checkout. It won't work, so you should probably get the real one. Yeah, true story. Um, But she, like, either she or the makeup artist, like, really overdid it. With her makeup, that was like it was cartoonish. I believe that they have beauticians. That's the word, beauticians. Yes. Maybe. Yes. There you go. It's a it's a science. I think. I think it's like like psychology. Mm-hmm. Well, something. Well, there's definitely there's an art to it. Obviously, it's an art form. I I mean, there's probably some science behind it. You know, could be a martial art. Could be a martial art. Maybe could be, could be something like that. Like you ever get rouge in your eyes? No, thankfully. Me neither. But I'd imagine getting sprayed in the eyes with like a perfume may sting the retinas a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but Rick yeah. Martel used to do that. Yeah, Rick Martel used to do a lot of things. He used to have the 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 first blindfold match that I saw. Mm. It was him versus Jake the Snake. I hate blindfold it, matches. It, 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 it is the absolute worst. You know, it's been about an hour and 13 minutes, and now it's time for Richter is his favorite second segment we officially called What AEW Do. Mm-hmm. And what AEW do this week, Richter is? Uh, Punk brought out a picture of MJF meeting him way back in the way back, apparently on a Friday. Richter that was good. Is Stole. Our idea was stolen. I did say that it should be on the Tron, but this was better. It, it shows that he has the actual physical photo that he's stolen from MJF's home. Because, mm-hmm, you know, Punk doesn't have pictures with fans. No, he probably broke into his house, beat up MJF's parents, and took that. They probably couldn't show that on TV because it would make MJF a sympathetic baby face somehow. You can't have that. Mm-hmm. Especially with CM Punk. And I know, because I have sources close to the situation that don't tell me anything say that CM Punk did indeed assault MJF's parents. I don't have any... steal e- that photo. I don't have any evidence denying that. There is no evidence to the contrary or for it. But I'm here to tell you, it's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really all I took away from that. Um, uh, and they also stole from us, Rich. They stole it. They heard you talking about uh Adam Cole and Adam Page. Mm-hmm. The Being other a tale Adam, of, a tale of two Adams. Mm-hmm. Do you think Adam Page is the other Adam? 
Mm, generally, yes. Up to now, yes. Will Will Hangman Page have a better legacy in AEW than Adam Cole? I think that's very possible. Big shout out to the gentleman with Adam Cole has a dad bod. Yep. Perfect positioning on live TV. You are a hero. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, in my opinion, the other Adam is Adam Cole. He's just another Adam. Mm-hmm. Like, Britt Baker's not even riding with him. She was riding with CM Punk, Daniel Bryan. Brandon Branderson. Uh, Brandon Branderson. Binion Bunyanson. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't remember who else was in there in the picture. Was it Jericho? Maybe it was Jericho. I don't know. Doesn't matter. No Adam Cole. Baby. Baby. I'm just talking sniz. You know, Adam Cole, if you have any grievances you want to take up, well, you better get in line because my buddy Rich DeRiz is going to serve you a knuckle sandwich. That's not the case. You want some thunder? You want some lightning? Just look out for that right hook of his because it's going to pop, pop, pound you. Um, I don't necessarily... The views of Basin Jair regarding my ability to pound someone are not necessarily the views of which there is. Sources close to the situation can't confirm or deny what Rich DeRiz is telling is the truth for now, but my ring name is Pound Cake. Because <laughs> I pound cake! <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what else about uh, Mercedes? You eat too much Pound Cake, Adam Cole! Okay, last one. I'm just kidding. Alrighty. I'm fat! Come on, guys! <laughs> Not a lot of Memorable stuff on Dynamite. Uh, what about the fact that there was a TNT championship match between young Sammy Guevara and, of course, the one and the only, the half-painted man, the crash test dummy, Darby All-In. Mm-hmm. And that turned out to be a boy, no contest, because... There he was, Andrade, El Igloo, and he wants the smoke. Or something. It looks like the the TNT Championship might just end up on the waist of Andrade. Mm. If that's good or not good, who's to say? I don't know. It's something different. It is, it is It is. something different. <laughs> uh, he likes hitting people with tablets now. You know, uh, a tablet, it, it, it hurts you twofold. One, it, that being hit with it. Two, that this man is willing to destroy such precious technology to do minor damage to you. Also, you know, potential for glass shards. Yeah, you can get those little tiny things because I know. Because I had a phone that was cracked for like a a week almost, and just touching it, you get some of it in your skin. Mm-hmm. I, rem- I had to use my phone. I, rem- I remember there, w- there was a commercial. I don't remember what it was for, but like someone was like trying to use their phone, and like they had all their fingers bandaged up, and like someone's calling, and like, oh no. Yeah, exactly. It's funny. Uh, we also had um, Jake Hager and Chris Jericho against Santana and Ortiz. Yeah, I mean. 
whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, like, it was a good match. Yeah, it, it was good. Uh, I guess the right team won. What with them being an actual tag team. Yep. Um, this is definitely have to lead to Chris Jericho versus uh, Eddie Kingston. Everybody's favorite mechanic, Eddie Kingston. <laughs> He's the um, honest, the honest mechanic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't want my autograph. Um. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's cool. Um. That's that's gonna be great. Uh, great to doing that. Um. Uh, I just want to send a special shout out uh, to Dave Meltzer for uh, be clowning himself. Mm-hmm. Um. Actually, I take that back because it's votes. But the fact that the closest person and gimmick of the year. To the tribal chief, which is the true gimmick of the century, is Orange Cassidy. The fact that that's your best when it comes to gimmicks, I think you need to go to the lab and figure out what's important. Because, look, I think it's a cool little silly little gag, but just look at me with my hands in my pockets. That's not a gimmick. All right. It's a gimmick, but not gimmick. Yeah. How is um, Big Time Bex not even in the top five? I don't know. Maybe because it's dudes. Was it specifically men's gimmick? I think it's just men's. Because everything I've seen, it's always been male choices. Like, it doesn't make sense, you know, to have wrestler of the year and it have, like, girls in it. You know, it doesn't make sense. So, like, Meltzer would do, like, male wrestler of the year and female wrestler of the year. I'm... Like, I don't know if it's on here, but I don't have that. But I just want to, you know, uh, I just know what I saw when I saw it. So is this just Dave Meltzer, or is this like the PWI list? This is not a PWI list. It's it's Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Mm. Um, he he, that's that's his thing. He runs Wrestling Observer. Wow. No, I I know that. I just I I think there's an affiliation. I'm not positive. Correct me if I'm wrong. Someone out there. Yeah, because there are a lot of new ears on this product, Rich Deriz. You need to start being on your P's and Q's if you want to impress the mass, the masses. It's true. Um, so if it were me, it would be Roman, then Big Time Bex. I honestly don't think women are on there, but for the sake of argument, sure, okay. Yeah. But I was just saying. But like, then where's the women's to... list? Look, I don't know how this shit works. That's what I'm saying. I'm just letting you know what I saw, and I didn't see any women on there. It's like everything Meltzer does is an AEW stroke fest. Because, yeah, like the, the, what, I was, what I was trying to say was, my point of mentioning the gimmick thing is not that Becky should be on it. It's the fact that the, the closest thing to him is Orange Cassidy. Like, Roman got like 116, and I think it was like 106. Yeah, it was close. For Orange Cassidy. But then under Orange Cassidy is, I think, Adam Page, Adam Cole, and... No, Adam Page, uh, Malachi Black... Yeah, and Dan Housen. Dan Housen. Mm-hmm. And they're like one point difference between them in the 80s. Right. It's like, hold on a second. How... Like... And Dan Housen just got there. Yeah, so before... But it's like an overall thing, you know? But, like, I agree with the kind of with the Dan Housen thing. Because, mm-hmm. like, it doesn't matter what you think about the gimmick. It's still over. Right, exactly. Now, the fact that this is voted on, it 
it's like, well, who, what, what were the other options, or was it just open, right? Um, how many people voted? Like, what is the 106 and 104, or 116, 106, whatever? What do they mean? Is that number of votes? But there are only a couple of hundred votes. Are you trying to say that people should do research on a thing before they talk about it? I, well, there's that. <laughs> But also, who the hell do you think you are? No, but you know, Saudi Arabia has changed you ever since you got wealthy over there. You just change. You don't. I don't even know who you are. I didn't get who wealthy over here. Listen, to? like I, I just think Meltzer needs to be more transparent in what this is. Like, is there a separate? Yeah. If 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 there's not, if there aren't women on the list, is there a separate women's list, or did no women gimmick make the list, and why? If that's the case. That's a good question. Like, could at least have Seth freaking Rollins. Yeah, that's a great gimmick. Or it could be because it's like a year thing, and he's just now where he should be. I don't know. You see, if if um if it was like multiple choice and like Meltzer and whoever else on the Wrestling Observer, Brian Alvarez, and whoever else, if they got together and put like the top their top like 15 or 20 gimmicks right that they could think of and they said all right pick between these all of these it's multiple choice that's one thing but if it's just if they're just hey what's your favorite gimmick you know that's much more open to interpretation like what's it based on like dan house and i could see memorable memorable gimmick cool if anyone like if people are voting that like followed him on the indies you know, he has a pretty strong indie following. Maybe that's why he beat out, like, Seth Rollins, for instance. But, you know, like, what are we comparing it to? Like, you, ha- you have to think of the stage. That has to factor into it l- at least a little bit. If we're talking about the stage, Seth Rollins' gimmick reaches so many more people. Than Danhausen's did before he got to AEW. So Seth Rollins belongs on that list. That's all I'm saying. Boy, boy, what a what a controversy Housen Right, we we have mm-hmm. uh, go, go, going on. Here very nice, very controversial podcast. Thank you, thank you very much. Yeah. Very good, Jeff. Very good, Jeff. Very good. Thank you. Uh, Rampage. Cole with the low blow and then the boom. Uh, Jay, so interesting. Jay White, Jay White's finisher. They call the Blade Runner, but it's the Crossroads. Well, he can't exactly call it the Crossroads, right? And obviously, he's established himself in Japan, and I think Ring of Honor also and Impact now. Yeah, like you can have moves that are the same move, right? Just call it something else. Mm-hmm. So. It's just funny timing. Cody's out, Jay White's in, Crossroads out, Blade Runner's in. Swap it out. Yeah. They're gonna have the Jay White averse mm-hmm. instead. Do you think they're gonna bring the Bullet Club together? Uh, Jay White has said in an interview recently that he wants to establish the Bullet Club in the U.S. Because they got people doing it in Impact still. Yeah. Uh, Jay White, Chris Bay, Tamatonga yeah. in there. Um, um, they're doing a thing against the Good Brothers, and I think 
I saw what was that dude that wound up just looking like another Daniel Bryan when he went to WWE? Eric Young. Uh, yeah, Eric Young. Mm-hmm. Good thing you, you know. I'm yeah, the um, Violent by Design is their faction yeah. name. With very, uh, very with something Doring, I don't remember his first name, and uh, Jake something. Yeah, actual gimmick with, name. I saw that with the other seven people who watch. Uh, Impact on Twitch. Impact on Twitch, yeah. <laughs> Didn't Jake something wrestle in AEW for like a match or something? I remember you mentioned him. Maybe I maybe you mentioned him talking about Impact. I think I mentioned him talking about Impact. Boy, what what boy is he something? I guess. Yeah. Alright. Sounds cool. So I guess we're not gonna we're not gonna you know, the most difficult thing, the most difficult situation we find ourselves in is being wrestling fans, being robbed, being robbed of the most anticipated women's match of all time, Paige Van Zant versus the wife of the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, Brandy Rhodes. We will never get that. And I, for one, I'm going to be okay. And I hope you're going to be okay. I'm 50% okay with that. I still want to see uh, Paige Van Zant versus someone. So I'm sure she'd do great. Paige Van Zandt versus Jade Cargill is the match you want to see. Better than Paige Van Zandt versus Brandy. Yeah. Or Red Velvet. Yes. So. Good. We got that. Um, uh, uh, You know, Jade Cargill doing her best uh, Riddler from Batman Forever. Yeah, I saw that. That outfit of hers. That was good. I liked it. That's that's cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um... Because, you know, she's that bitch. Someone was saying, oh, she's hulked out. I'm like, no, you idiot. Hulked out? Yeah, because they're green. Oh. She has some green hair, I think. I think her hair was green or the photo. Maybe it was tinted or whatever. I know, like, her, the the, the thing she was wearing had money they all over green, it. green, but it's like the Riddler. Yeah. Batman Forever. Yeah. Idiots. Uh, Not you, them. I mean, because I said plural. I, I mean, if she wanted to do She-Hulk, she absolutely could. She's got the fucking physique for it. Yeah, she could, but that's like why I do that. Yeah, she's it's a lot of work for nothing. She's already doing the Storm gimmick forever. She's doing whatever she's doing. All right. Mm-hmm. I hope she kicks your ass. I think it's telling. Look at Jade Cargo versus Rich Riz at the Summerfest. All right. I'll take TBS title. Great. Yeah, she'll beat you, bro. There's no way. Yeah, she'd kick my ass. She's she's <laughs> like, and you don't even have to pay. Bare minimum, she's a, she has much better cardio than me. Bare minimum, oh, she is much stronger than me. Yeah, and she can reach the hard to reach stuff in your house without like a stool. That that has nothing to do with the match. You're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's going to be a ladder match at Summerfest. You know, it'd be funny. We, yes. we we should add, we should add this. Yeah, we should add this to Summerfest. Ladder on a pole match. Yeah. All right, you handle that because I don't want anything to do with that at all. <laughs> it's like the first That's person, a Rich DeRiz original, the first person to climb the ladder and get the ladder gets to use the ladder to get the ladder because <laughs> <laughs> because there's a higher ladder. Yeah. The tall ladder is on a pole. You have to climb a smaller ladder to get to the tall ladder to get to a pole that's hanging from the ceiling. 
We're doing something that's never been done before. You need to get the briefcase that's on the roof of the arena. And in order to get there, you have to get these many ladders. It's going to be very dangerous. You know, you, you know what this reminds me of? Do, do you... I think we... I, I we talked about it on here once. Do you remember the rules of the the um, the match Jeff Jarrett introduced in TNA way back in the way back? The King of the Mountain match. Yeah, I remember King of the Mountain match. It's like you have to pick. You can't try to reach the the title or briefcase or whatever it is until you've pinned your op- an opponent. When you've pinned your opponent, one, you now qualify to actually reach the title. Two, that opponent gets put into a penalty box for like two minutes or three minutes or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you have to... Oh, that's it. You have to put the title onto the hook that's up there. Not take it down. Well, we're not doing that for this one. <laughs> that, Like, that is the epitome of a hat on a hat. On a hat. Yeah. You really don't need that many hats, you know? It's a, uh, it's a lot to, to freaking try and keep track of. Yeah, speaking of trying to keep track of, was there anything else you wanted to add? To I just want I just wanted to say I, I just wanted to say it, it it goes to show the relative lack of depth in the AEW women's division that the bunny is next to face um Jade Cargill for the TBS title. Like, Serena Deeb is fantastically talented, but she's off doing her own thing at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Statlander arguably uh, could be in it, but she's feuding with Layla Hirsch right now. By the way, didn't see any of that this week. So where's that? Uh, you know, taking it easy. Mm-hmm. I feel like regard going back to what everyone has been saying and what um, EC3 pointed out in his announcement, Tony Khan has a lot of toys, and right now they don't have enough TV time to for him to really play with all these toys. And I'm sorry, I don't have the time to be watching Dark and Dark Elevation. I really don't. I wish I did. But there was, on one of our Facebook pages, they showed a uh, a series of botches from uh, who was in the match? It was Michael Nakazawa versus someone I never heard of. And it was just pretty botchy. And it ended in a let's just call it a north-south cover, which I think was the planned cover anyway because Nakazawa's kind of a comedy character. Yeah, he likes baby oil. He does. But um, there was a spot in the corner that it, it looked... Sloppy and a little dangerous. I don't remember it exactly. Not necessarily as dangerous as freaking Madcap Moss tucking his chin when he wasn't supposed to. But no bueno either way. Yeah, you know, also what's no bueno is showing mercy. And, uh, you know, Britt Baker, she's learned that you're not supposed to show any mercy. Mm-hmm. She's in the Cobra Kai. Apparently. She's in the Cobra Kai dojo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That was so crazy. I'm like, hold up, man. They dug up Melissa Joan Hart. They <laughs> dug up Sabrina the Teenage Witch and Cobra Kai. That's crazy. Uh, Sabrina the almost middle-aged witch now? Yeah, but that's... I know. That's, that's, what are you doing? I know. Listen, I told you to leave the comedy <laughs> to me. Sorry. 
I'm barely. Well, the comedy is more like a true fact. Oh, and that's why at the Summerfest you will also step into the ring with Melissa Joan Hart. Rich Deriz, right. get ready. All right. Because it's a your hands tied behind your back and she gets a hammer. Oof. We'll see what happens Jeez. there. Um, that's what you get for being a misogynist. All right, so I gotta work on my cardio um, then. Yeah, you better get that cardio ready, dog, because you're gonna you're gonna wind up like that dude from Three Stooges on the ground. Whoop, 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 whoop. Curly, be careful, bro. You know you're gonna curly all over the place. He cur Curly is the superior third stooge. Fight me. No one's gonna fight you. Joe and Shemp cannot touch Curly. No one's gonna fight you because you can't change what's great. Uh, in the world. I mean, you can, but maybe you kind of shouldn't. So it looks like Mercedes Martinez and Thunder Rosa are buddies now. Thunder Rosa. So now she's got backup, and uh, it's going to be Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. Uh, again. Again. Listen, all right. I'm, I'm good with that. Good. Thunder Rosa is, is, is one of the best. Britt Baker is very, very good. The way you said again didn't seem to me like you were uh, excited. I'm a little surprised that with all the depth of talent, they're already rehashing a feud. It could be have to do with the win-loss records. Fine, like, but tell me. Have, tell me that. Yeah, well, you know, you got to keep track. And, and, you know, let's let's switch gears. Uh <laughs> Uh, Moxley says that he's not going to do anything with someone he hasn't bled with first. Mm -hmm. You know, talking about the history between him and Daniel Daniel Brannison, Red Dragonson. Yep. And and all the things. And and the fact that he's never beaten Daniel Daniel Brannison. Mm -hmm. Never beaten him. And all the times I've met each other, that's pretty interesting, don't you think? It is. So I wonder if this, if they're going to bother putting a stip on it, saying if Brandon Branderson beats Mox, then they'll start this whatever together. And if not, then they won't. Or if it'll just be, we'll find out after Brandon Branderson beats him. I think regardless of who wins, they'll still do it. Yeah, I think so. Because he didn't say that he had to beat him. Mm -hmm. He said that he didn't. They just got to bleed together. Exactly. There's more than one way to skin a cat. Mm -hmm. um, disgusting phrasing. Don't skin cats. Yeah, Brandon Branson um, is against that. Yeah, all of us are, Rich. Me too. Uh, that's why I said all of us <laughs> are. You don't have to specify you as well. Including True, but in particular, the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. Right. Who at this moment might be... Definitely 199% to 0% chance he will be on Monday Night Raw this Monday night. Oh. Closest, sources, closest situation haven't told me that he will be at Monday Night Raw, and it is not impossible. Never say never for all you doubters out there. Just remember, Bret Hart came back. That's right. So you never so know. You never, you you really never, never, never do, never know. Um, question before we go off air: Do you think Adam Lambert? Damn it, Dan Lambert. Do you think Dan Lambert <laughs> will acknowledge the disappearance of Brandy Rhodes and Cody Rhodes? Yes. 
That's great. I also agree. And I'm totally looking forward to it. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we headed off into the sunset? You to catch your flight. Hopefully you don't. And I hope you get stuck there. You jerk. Um, you suck. You know, Listen, you it's like late at night over here and it's still really warm. So I, I kind of want to be stuck here. I'd like well, to at home. look. If you are righteous, then you will make it back home. That's what I'm told. All right, then. Uh, no. Nothing else in particular that I need to hit on. Get get on that thing that you do so well. All right. If you would like to get in touch with the Basin Bookers, send us your ideas, thoughts on the show, suggestions, any of that, you can email us, basinbookers at gmail.com. We are checking it. Uh, we got an Instagram, Basin Bookers Pod. Uh, we're, of course, on Twitter, at Basin Bookers, at Basin Jer, at Rich There Is. Jer is on the TikTok, at Jerry Duty, like Jury Duty, but Jerry. Uh, I already mentioned the other thing. We got a Facebook page, Basin Bookers. And as far as finding this podcast, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Facebook, or wherever you get your podcasts. And Jerry Duty's got a parting message. The match of life is scheduled for one fall. So make it count. And do what the man says. Follow the bookers.